0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to our final Cup of Joe podcast for this week on Friday, the 13th, November thirteenth. Um, and uh, gosh, we're already halfway through the month of November almost, which is amazing to me. Uh, if you are in my area, you woke up to some snow this morning, which was something. Um, we're going to continue through Luke chapter 17 today. Kind of an odd gospel, uh, a gospel. Again, remember, we are almost to the end of our liturgical year. In fact, a week from Sunday, we celebrate Christ the King, which is amazing. Um, and, uh, and we get shades of that in our gospel today, but also shades of other gospels we've heard. So let's break it open together. Luke 17, verses 26 to 37. So Luke seventeen, twenty six to 37. Let's open God's word together. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Similarly, as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building, On the day when Lot left Sodom, fire and brimstone rained from the sky to destroy them all. So it will be on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, someone who is on the housetop and whose belongings are in the house must not go down to get them. And likewise, one in the field must not return to what was left behind. Remember the wife of Lot. Whoever seeks to preserve their life will lose it, but whoever loses it will save it. I tell you, on that night, there will be two people in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. And there will be two women grinding meal together. One will be taken, the other left. They said to him in reply, where, Lord? He said to them, where the body is, there also the vultures will gather the gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, (laughs) where the body is, there also the vultures will gather. Yeah. Well, if you got insight into that one, brothers and sisters, I uh, I'm open and, and willing to hear because that I'm not sure I'm getting it. Not with the rest of uh, the gospel anyway. Uh, So, I mean, again, Similar things to what we're hearing and, and what we heard on a, on a Sunday gospel not that long ago, which is the importance of this moment. Now, you can totally see, right, the, the end times motif when Christ comes. I mean, that, that idea of, of Noah and Lot, you know, these, these days of judgment, uh, these big days of judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah and, and on the people who were... Uh, We're living at the time of Noah, you know, with the rain and with the the, uh, fire and brimstone. And so then it will be, you know, at the coming of Jesus, that day of judgment. I mean, so really that overarches much of what we're talking about. But I think it's more than that, brothers and sisters. I think it's a both and. I, I really think what it's doing is it's inviting us to that same idea of the now. And I think the crux, the fulcrum of this reading is that reading right in the middle. So it will be on the day the Son of Man is revealed. When Christ is revealed to you, to I, to whomever, other people are just going to be eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. It's just going to be a normal day for them. Others, they're going to be eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building, just normal stuff. But it's anything but a normal day for the one to whom the son of man is revealed because at that moment everything changes not just when we know about Christ truth is most of the world knows about Christ they know the the name anyway that's not that's not i think what what we're invited to here we're talking about on that day when we realize what Christ means to me and what Christ means to this world and what salvation and grace entail. That's what we're talking about. And what that knowledge, that inner knowledge, that that knowledge of the heart, if I may say, what that invites us to as a person, as an individual, and as a community, what does that mean? Because no longer... Can I just eat and drink, marry and, and be giving up in marriage because life isn't the, isn't the same? No longer can I just eat, drink, buy, sell, plant and build. Everything is new. And on that day, someone who's on the housetop can't go back for the belongings in their house because God is inviting us forward. On that day, if you're in the field, you can't go back for what was left behind because God is inviting us to move. It's not dissimilar. The gospel, where Jesus says, "Listen, if if you're, you know, hey, uh, Lord, uh, I, I need to go bury my father," and He says, "Let the dead bury the dead. You follow me," uh, or or one who's in the field plowing, you know, He says, "Don't look behind. You can't look behind. It's only on what is ahead," um, because again, what did what? Remember the the wife of Lot, is is that. Line right in the middle there, too. Remember, what did she do? She looked behind. She looked back. Whether that's longingly or not, whether that's curiosity that got her or not, she looked back. And what Jesus is saying is, when I am revealed, when you and I have an understanding of what this means in our life, we must act on it now, now, now it's that call to be awake. And, and, and the other shades of this gospel are that, that beautiful Sunday one. And I alluded to it earlier, but didn't ever complete my thought that we just heard what, a couple weeks ago. Oh gosh, one of my favorite where the, uh, the master of the house or the King, depending on, on whether it's Matthew or Luke, um, invites this banquet, it prepares a huge banquet, sends out his servants and says, Hey, invite everybody in. And they come up with those excuses, Right. Ah, oh, pray, hold me excused. I, I, I just bought some land or, or just bought some oxen or, or just got married. Everyday things that keep us from saying yes to the banquet. That's what God is saying here now. And so it's, it, yes, on and one level it is an end times reading because there, there is judgment that is coming and, and we don't have time to lose. But on another level, it's, listen. We, we must allow Christ to break into our everyday life now, here, today. Um, and that moment must cause us to move forward, not back, because there will be two women grinding meal together, and, and one will be taken, the other left. I don't think it means, you know, a rapture type of deal. Although, again, if end time stuff, maybe that's what it's talking about. I think it says one will realize one will realize what in in capital r what what life is about capital l i mean and 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 be taken be taken with the idea of 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 christ and who christ is and what that means to me one is taken with the the revelation of jesus as as jesus is revealed to us and moves forward in that context you know Two people will be in a bed. One will be taken, the other left. I mean, the, the, I won't say the randomness. God invites all of us, but it, it, it depends on our openness. And so again, forgive, because I'm not that smart. It goes back to that point, are we awake? Are we awake? Because the invitation is there. The invitation is today, in the midst of our eating, buying, uh, drinking, marrying, building. And we must not let that distract us. From what is real, capital R, and what is real is Christ, and and His revelation and what that life invites us to now. One thing before we pray the Rosary. Uh, today's another feast day. Again, Feast of Weeks. Copyright Joe Zink. Uh, or Week of Feasts. No, not Feast of Weeks. That that anybody can copyright that. The, the Week of Feasts. That's me. Uh, we have the fifth, I mean, it was St. John Lateran, the Feast of the Dedication, then St. Leo, then uh, St, uh, oh, who was Wednesdays? Oh, Martin of Tours, and then yesterday was, um, uh, yesterday was Josephat, and today is Mother Cabrini, St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, let me say two, a minute worth of things on her, and she deserves far more. I mean, again, all the saints do. But an incredible woman born in Italy, 1850, and um, uh, was educated to be a teacher by a uh, religious uh, community. And she applied after she had been taught to be a teacher to be a, a sister, but was rejected by the the sisters uh, that taught her um, to be a teacher that raised her there. And, uh, and so she ended up working at an orphanage run by another uh, religious community, and she professed there. And at the age of 27, was uh, made uh, full vows, and uh, and worked at that orphanage. But by the age of 30, the uh, bishop closed the orphanage, and basically looked at Francis Xavier Cabrini and said, uh, "I'm going to make you the abbess of a new community called the uh, Sisters of uh, Charity, Missionary Sisters. I'm sorry, of the Sacred Heart." And uh, so I believe it was seven women who were in that orphanage in that same community uh, joined her in this new uh, religious community. And she'd always wanted to go uh, east and minister in China. So she uh, asked Pope Leo the Thirteenth, can she do that? And Leo said, nope, nope. But you know what you can do? You can go west, go to New York. Uh, there's a whole lot of Italian immigrants there that need help. So that's what she did. She and six sisters went there. They got to New York and the very house that they were supposed to set up their orphanage in didn't, uh, it, it wasn't there. It didn't materialize. And so she went to the bishop there in New York and said, hey, what happened? This, this was supposed to come. And the bishop said, yeah, we had another use for it. I suggest you go back to Italy. Well, she left that, that bishop's place more determined than ever because this woman was strong. and and resilient and wouldn't take no for an answer. Well, what did did Mother Cabrini do? Throughout her life, by the time she died at age 67 in Chicago in one of her own hospitals, she set up 67, 67 hospitals, orphanages, nursing facilities, care facilities for the poor, uh, homeless shelters, 67 of them and her community ministered to so many people because of her tenacity, her vision, and her goodness. Uh, She is the patroness of uh, immigrants and of uh, hospital workers. Talk about a patron for our times today, uh, of hospital workers and immigrants. Wonderful. Let's pray. Let's bring our intentions before our Blessed Mother and before Mother Cabrini today. As we begin, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. The fifth luminous mystery, the institution of the Eucharist. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. My friends, have a wonderful weekend. May it uh, be blessed in every way. And uh, Mother Cabrini, pray for us.